0: Five, four, three, two, one. Dexter Stucky presents... Industry, Industry Friends. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Industry Friends Love Stuck. I have in the building with me today, well actually, since we're in COVID, I'm actually doing this through like Zoom. So I have outside of the building, inside of their own homes... So definitely six feet apart from me, <laughs> <I have laughs> Levi and Diana Tucker. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: The couples that we chose, we chose a bunch of couples that we admire, and like everybody's in different stages. And you got, there's some that are married for a couple of years. There's some that are newly engaged. There are some that are married and actually just welcomed their first child, which is you guys. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank and- you. Our gift to you guys, uh, Fatima and I, it's in the mail, but full transparency, when I get people gifts, like, they get them on time. When Fatima gets people gifts, like, when Jeep has to do it, the baby makes it here before the gift does, and your baby has made it here before the gift got to you guys. I'm just- I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Listen, that's my birthday twin, so I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not saying so. anything bad about it. That's my birthday twin, I, and we had the I same it, tendencies in that in that regard. <laughs> I told her today, I said, like,
0: oh, I'm, I'm doing the interview with Levi and Diana. She's like, oh, okay, she's like, she's like, um, a couple of days ago, actually, she showed me the stuff that we were getting, and I said, oh, this is really cool. I like this, and I was like, did you send it already? And she's like, no, I didn't send it yet. Like, <laughs> okay. okay cool um but let's get started so i asked everyone like a bunch of questions to kind of get to know the couple really quickly and so my first question is for you guys and i think it's a good one because you guys are new parents who's most likely to be the strict parent probably me okay (laughs) who gives the best gifts
2: okay
1: Who who takes the longest to get ready I'm going to take this one. I'm going to say it's me because I lose stuff. And so I'll put something out, lose it, and then be scrambling trying to find it where she lays everything out and she's fine and ready to go. So I'll say it's even me. She'll have her makeup done and everything before I, like, find something I lost earlier. Where did I put the keys? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
2: I would agree. I, and I, I think get distracted. I only, yeah, I think I only hesitated because I was thinking, like, on days – well, back when, you know, you would go out on a date. No, <laughs> um, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Um, I was thinking that, like, just doing my makeup and really, like, going all out take me longer. But I think you still take a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's me. Because I get distracted, too. So mm-hmm. I'll if we like, got music going, I'm, like, jamming, and I'm not even paying attention to getting ready. So, yeah, this is definitely me. Um, So how did you guys meet? (laughs) (laughs) It was through a mutual friend. Um, I'm sure you know Hans, uh, our mutual friend from Westchester. Uh, He was already hanging out with their crew. There's like a crew of them that were hanging out. And he would go to their apartment, which was right near our apartment. And uh, we just laked up like that. But uh, at first, she didn't like me. So it was like she really thought I was annoying and there was a whole lot to it. But uh, the main way was one of our apartment mates actually clogged the toilet and being guys, we didn't go to Walmart to get what we needed for the uh, for, for the apartment. So we had to borrow a plunger from them. So that's the first time I ever met her was through that. Wait, Diana, you went to Westchester too? So you're part of that cult? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
0: yep. I, I just always think the, that Westchester group, you guys are like, it is a cult. It's like- Oh, serious yeah it is serious yeah interesting and also i think i'd be just like you as far as i don't even know if i own a plunger now to be honest with you
1: (laughs) that's such a guy thing like you never you're like you don't worry about it until it actually happens so that's when i first met her was my you know han says hey you know my friend they have a plunger they're all women so they have everything they're supposed to have for an apartment the first day they get in the apartment. So he's like, they said we can borrow one. They had actually multiple plungers. They gave us the one they didn't care for. That sounds
2: terrible, though. (laughs) But it was like everybody, I guess everybody in our apartment had the same mindset, like come prepared. So everybody like brought
1: one. So they gave us the one they didn't like. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, if that's the thing. And that's how I first met her. And, um, you know, it was a while before we would even get to, like, talking. Like, you know, that whole talking phase. So how did that turn into a situation?
2: (laughs) I guess it was, like, like he said, at first I couldn't, like... He wasn't just my... He wasn't my cup of tea. He, like... If Mm -hmm. you know Levi, he talks a lot. Like, so he would come over, and I personally would not have been inviting him over to our apartment. So I'd be like, what are you doing here? Especially because sometimes he would, like, be... <laughs> it would be yeah. over and um Hans wouldn't be there. So I'd be like, This is really bizarre. Like we barely know you. Like, what are you doing? Chilling in our living room and Hans ain't here. Like, this is weird. But then um I really started a warm up, started so getting more friendly, but he can take it from there.
1: At least yeah, why were you but why were you there? Like what were you so doing? So I befriended her best friend. Okay. I knew what I was doing. That's basically <laughs> what <laughs> was there an interest? Like, did you have an
0: interest in that? Oh That's why yeah, you- for sure,
1: for sure. Um, a little backdrop was I was in a relationship when I first met her. So I didn't want to pursue her um, then because I really like she, you know, her beauty struck me but I was like, you know what? I don't want to be messy about this. Um, the relationship I was in was kind of in a stagnant place. Uh, wasn't bad, wasn't good, just in a stagnant place. And um, it was coming to an end and I I was like, you know what, like instead of being like that shady dude, like maybe, you know, the high school years and things like that, like Mm -hmm. just like be cool and, you know, you have these feelings, but don't act on them. You know, I wanted to be more mature than I was in the past. So that's kind of where that was and why I didn't why I didn't pursue it in the beginning when I first met her. So I was just like Roger from uh, Sister Sister. You know, I just wouldn't go anywhere. So I befriended her best (laughs) friend um i was hanging around like she said there'd be times where hans wouldn't be over and i would still be over because you know me and her best friend had uh gotten pretty close and uh had a good relationship built a good relationship so um she would always say like he's over because i invited him over whole time she also knew that i liked her did she know yeah okay yeah she knew she knew i liked her and she and her best friend was very like uh fond of me in the sense of saying like that'd be a good situation for you all to, like to be together wow. like she could actually be with somebody who would uh treat her with respect and, and and give her what she deserves so um so yeah so that's pretty much what I did I was persistent like she said she used to be so annoyed with me um and just would like go to her room like leave the li- soon as I came in she would like leave the living room go to her room stuff like that and just be like I don't want anything to do so when she found out that I was single First, she didn't believe it. She tried to play, like, you're not single. You're just saying that because you try to, like, talk to me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like, I'm legit single. And I actually waited a while before I actually told them I was single uh, because I wanted some time just to, like, clear my head and my heart and stuff like that. And so once I did that, um, you know, I was kind of flirting with her one day once I was kind of like felt like I was ready. And her one friend, her other friend, a really good friend of hers, uh, <laughs> Stephanie, who lives in Florida now and uh, is doing well and is also a nurse like her. She <laughs> said, don't you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, no, actually, I don't. You know, I've you know been single for a few, like two months now. I this
2: whole time, I'm like in my room, in my room. She left the room again. They're in the living room, but they're, like, I saw you. (laughs) My my friend Stephanie is, like, aren't you single? Like, making sure I could hear from my room. I'm, like, (laughs) asking him that, like, I don't care. But I really did. (laughs) But that's important, too, like, that, you know, he was in a relationship. So it wasn't like he was coming around immediately after we first met, like, after the plunger exchange. Mm -hmm. Like, it was gradual, like him and Hans would come over and chill like we would all hang out together and then like you said once his relationship ended that's kind of when he started coming around more by himself and hanging out with us and stuff like that and right.
0: so I guess we'll start with I like tell me like the engagement story
1: so I was really really serious about and we come from um well I'll say I grew up in a church um that really prioritizes marriage Mm-hmm. Um, is very, very serious about marriage, and um, like many churches, so I won't make it like it's a unique thing, but um, just to speak specifically about how I grew up, um, the seriousness of marriage was always placed um, in front of us, but the reality of marriage was as well. So a big thing that um, my pastor, our our pastor, um, Pastor Paul James, um, a big thing that he says um, a lot to young people that want to get married, uh, particularly particularly those who uh, are in the church, um, his, under his uh, pet, you know his shepherding, basically always would say is, hey, why don't you do premarital counseling prior to uh, even getting engaged, before you making wow. a big okay. investment, before you go out and spend money on this ring or take your mother or grandmother's ring and give it to this woman. Um, and I say that for a reason that I, I'll get to, uh, in a bit, but, uh, before you do that, how about we do some sessions, some, some premarital counseling sessions, which some, most people do the engagement and then do the premarital counseling. Right. And so, um, he would always say, do this first. And so he would always tell us, you know, the biggest argument that I had that people don't want to do that first is they feel like it's not as romantic. The engagement is not as romantic. Mm-hmm. If you've already done premarital counseling and got to the place where you, Basically, gotten the um approval of your elders to go ahead and get married. Then it's like, oh, where's the romance? Like you basically, you know, you're getting ready to get proposed to and all that. So, uh, the so doing that, what we did was we had six six sessions. six sessions. So two, we did three months and we had two sessions a month. And so what we did was we met with my senior pastor and his wife, who was a vision, vision pastor of our church. Um, and so they sat with us and they're, and they're um, you know, so they're seasoned in the game. They've been in the <laughs> game for a while. So this is coming from a place that they watched me grow up since I was two. And with her, they just been walking with her more recently at that point, but had strong connection with her. And so um, their biggest thing was to get down to like the real stuff. You know, so you're, you know, the things that may be deal-breaking. We had, like, homework assignments and everything. <laughs> and so that we had to come back to the next session with that done and and really think about these things and think about them together, but also think about some of the things we're thinking about them separately and bringing them to the table when we had our sessions. So throughout the sessions, we get to the last one, and we may not have gotten to the sixth one. Or the sixth one might have just been, like, a preliminary was, kind of, like, you it know. It was
2: more like a... A really quick wrap up. Right, right. So like we got there go.
1: and basically uh, they both were like, "We think you all are ready to go ahead and get married." Um, wow. So we had we see no problem with it, and my pastor's like, "Yeah, I don't have any hesit- you know reservations about it. You all can go ahead and get married. I, I'm I i can not wait to marry you all." Uh, so then he was looking at me, kind of like, "So now it's just up to you to kind of get the ball rolling. Like, whenever you're going to, whatever you want to do it, go like." You know, and at the end of the day, we were grown. We could do it. And they said, we don't think you should. We could have did it. And people have done yeah. it, um, go beyond it. But th- it was something about going to not just my pastor, but to people who are seasoned married. Like they've been married for 20 plus years at that point, 25 plus at that point. So to do that, it was more of a thing of, it was maturity. Like I was like, I want to let them hear our hearts um, and really kind of help us unpack some stuff. Once we got the approval, uh, for me, it was all about the art of making it romantic, even though yes. we knew what we were going to be doing within a year after we finished our premarital counseling.
2: I'll just say, like, to I think it was really important. Like, I know it's not traditional, and I hope um, even us sharing our journey and doing it before we got engaged will get other people to do it as well because it, it helps solidify our relationship and, like, put us on common ground. I know for me, like I shared with him, Um, while we were in that process and even after that because I didn't come from a dynamic where I saw true like authentic marriage everything was kind of like a companionship Mm -hmm. um, I never thought of getting married like to me it was like okay we'll cohabitate and we'll you know we'll have a family and we'll be married in that sense Um, but I knew it was a strong belief and value to him and so for me it helped me um realize that you know what this is a value that i want to create for myself
1: like i said she got me forever this and this is not no life partnership this is a marriage this is a covenant uh, <laughs> this is a covenant all right,
2: so all that is a long precursor to the actual engagement okay so the
1: actual <laughs> engagement was um so i did uh you know i make music uh and i do it for thera- therapeutic reasons not because i want to be a music like you know mobile or something like that, but I do it for fun and and so I rap. and so I made a song, um, you know, and at that time I was big on Superman, so the song was called Miss Lane, and so I did a little song it was a it was a a verse and a hook and um. You know, so I did that, set that up with my f- good friend Josh, uh, Rebel Films, just to shout him out, shameless mm-hmm. plug. And uh, so I did that, and I uh, had did a music video? yeah, I did a music video for the song. So I mean, I, I did the you know I did the whole shebang with this thing. Um, and so what I did with that is I made sure it was on YouTube uh, uh, through Rebel Films um, on his uh, YouTube page, and we had her best friend um had a mentee from Westchester.
2: My thought that day was me and my best friend Denali were going to Westchester to help our friend um Mickey set up for some program that she was doing but Mm -hmm. then when we got there it was like so crazy so when we got there apparently mickey had either um mixed up the dates or something like that something happened where she wasn't actually available so then we had a they had to not wait because i didn't know anything i was oblivious um they had to pull in um kendra
1: so she's sitting in um there's a quiet area in psych student union um and you know she's sitting in there so she's like it's almost like she's she's i think she was actually doing work Um, before she was kind of set up to do this. So Mm -hmm. they were like, so Diana and Danelli are coming up to campus. They were originally supposed to meet uh, Mix and that fell through. So then they were like, well, let's go check out Kendra. So then they go check out Kendra and we had it set up to where she was watching the video. And she was like, did you see this video that Levi did? Like, she's kind of like, you know, and she only knew me, uh, knew of me really through being around Diana and Danelli. And so she's like, "Did you see this video um, that you know that your boyfriend did or whatever like that?" And then she was Diana. Was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't know anything about this. Like, you know, because at that point, like, we weren't living together. So right. she w- she didn't. It was easy to do, kind of move around and do all these things. Mm-hmm. So then Diana, you know, watches the video. Where were you stationed when she was watching the video? Okay, so she's watching the video, and I'm there's the there's the room there's like a long room that has computers and everything like that in it and i'm outside the uh one end kind of off you, like i you know you can't you see me i'm outside like the the actually i might have been where you came from i was, it was behind you. i
2: literally because i'm like very like pick up on things yeah. quick uh-huh. that day i was just like as blonde as blind can be like i didn't have <laughs> any idea of anything going on So that room is supposed to, first of all, it's supposed to be the quiet study area. Right. So we, and there's two entrances. So we came up one entrance and I literally didn't see, like you had a good amount of people up there and I didn't see anybody. Like I only saw Kendra and then she was like, Hey Diana, did you see your boyfriend's video that you posted on Facebook? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? So I sit down and I'm watching the video and then...
1: So I, I'm on one end. I have friends that I grew up with. They're musicians, and they sing and play and do a lot of stuff. Um, uh, so my good my brother, Christian, he was singing lead, and he was singing um, uh, You Are the Sunshine of My Life by Stevie Wonder. So mm-hmm. he comes in. They start playing um, the bongos and playing the, uh, the guitar, and he's singing. And so she's like, wait, what is he doing up here? Because he, he didn't go to Westchester. So in, she's in the, like, why quiet- is he up here? So in that a quiet com- room. Yeah, so with they come students
2: in- doing homework. Right, right. Like- now I
1: cleared it with all the students first. Just to okay. say like I set it all up. So they all were like they were all actually in on it, really. They knew it was about to go down. Yeah. Um so they come in and they're singing first, um, and playing first. Um, good friends of mine, Christian, um, Wayne. Uh, the Inglorious, uh Stacy uh Harcum, check their music out. I always gotta give these little plugs for my <laughs> friends. I wanna make I sure everybody get out there. Stacy Harcombe was part of the Inglorious. He was singing background with uh Christian, Kyle uh Johnson. Kyle Johnson, yeah. and and so we had the whole like crew up there, plus a mixture of friends from Westchester and some from our church. Everybody was up there, and so her. Thing was when she saw people was like what are you doing here like you're this is not your domain like you're not from westchester you don't go to westchester so you know I did that and I come in the other door actually I come in the door she actually walked in
0: because so I, I was her. sitting
1: in the waiting area outside of that room and so um, I walk in and I had them her favorite flower is hydrangeas and so I had I went to the um, like Michael's and bought a bunch of hydrangeas that are uh, artificial. Mm-hmm. And so the reason behind doing that was they will never die. We had them to this day. And so we had those, uh, she has them in like a, 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 in a vase now and they just, and they're there. So I said, I'm giving you these not because I don't think they're worth real hydrangeas, but because these will last forever you'll be able to have these and you'll be able to give them to your daughter at some point you know if you want to you know you could pass them along um and and make sure that that they stay like like a family heirloom so um that was the whole thing behind that and i got i did the traditional get down on one knee i had um i had a certain i had i forget how many people uh gave her the hydrangeas but there were a few um and different people walked in and gave them to her and then i gave her the final um one uh, to complete the set that i brought so that's how i proposed and uh it went over really well a lot of people like i said i had friends from high school there that didn't really know her like that um a lot of people came out to support it was a really good day and she was surprised she thought i was at work diana well i
0: have two questions one um it's a levi question like what was in that video like what like i know it was a rap or a song that you made but like what was was the video like telling at all that something's about to happen or was it just just not you per was se.
2: It? it was um oh i'm answering for you but no it didn't really set up what was happening it was like you could tell that the song was about me but not clearly about me like Makes it wasn't okay. like diana is mrs lean but it was like oh okay all right, this this is cute. Like, it's kind of like insinuating something about me or where we're headed. But it wasn't like, oh, by the way, after this, turn around, i have a ring (laughs) for you, no.
1: So I lined it up to where when the video was over, uh, that was the cue, because it was playing out. That's the other thing, I had to set it up because it was playing out loud. And so right off the tail end of the like close of my song, they came right in singing and playing. Okay. So it was kind of like, Boom, and then the music is coming from her left and she's like, the heck? And then she sees my brother Christian walk in and it's like, what are you doing up here? So it kind of like, you know, what is going on? I think after a while with the music playing and things like that, she probably started to really kind of get it. What moment, like while everything
0: is happening, when did you like know of it like when did you know that it was about to happen
2: probably that instance like when the music transitions like from when me watching the video and then seeing especially seeing our friend Christian because he doesn't have a link to Westchester so it was like what "What are you doing up here and randomly singing a song towards me this is really weird and I'm like wait you don't like no right like that's weird (laughs) you're about like you're with my friend like no (laughs) um but i think at that instant and then when it really clicked is once um once like really like he had the flowers were really close people to both of us so they either had like a significant relationship with him or a significant relationship with me and once i got that first um hydrangea i was like oh okay this is what's about to go down (laughs) so it was it was really sweet it was really really sweet
0: when you're planning out an engagement there's something in the back of your mind where it's just like this could go wrong or this could not be right and I think for you from what I'm hearing you guys say is that in the back of your mind we're, were the people saying like it's not romantic like you've taken the romance out of it and I think you you try and you have this idea to overcompensate for that. And I think that's what you did. Like, my thing was, I don't want any tourists in the background. So, like, I had to, like, mm-hmm. overcompensate for that. And mm-hmm. it worked out. But I was so, like, and it's something, it's always something that other people might be like, that's so dumb. Like, why do you care? But it's it's personal. And, like, you want it yeah. to be personal. Now, did anything go wrong, Levi? Um, or, Like, no. not, not according to plan?
1: No, everything, it it would just just be the mix thing, but that was even something I wasn't really worried about um, because that was kind of like a minor glitch in the um, situation. I would have loved for a mix to have been there. Um, She was definitely a huge part of our life um, when we were at Westchester. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's somebody who we uh, love and care for and respect. Um, So it would have been nice for her to be there. So I guess that's one thing. But I don't think anything major went out of, um, you know, out of line or out of place in that time.
0: Engagements are a really beautiful thing. They just Mm -hmm. only last for a day. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. Um, Now, I always close out the shows asking for advice married or whatever just any advice you have to couples
2: i would say i think our our advice that we always give is to make sure you communicate um like always have that stream of communication with each other and um be open with each other don't be afraid to be vulnerable with each other and really uh really talk things out like even big issues even small issues like everything just try to talk it out and come to a common understanding of each other's opinions and each other's thoughts. And even realizing that, that just because you're married and you become like, if you believe in like the Christian value of becoming one in marriage, that that doesn't mean that all your views and all your opinions and all your values are exactly the same, that you still have your life experience that shaped those things. But, you have to come together and communicate and um, and come to a common ground and accept each other's differences, even though that you're one. Um, so I would, I always, I think that's always one of our main advices, like communicate, like definitely keep communication open. Because yes. the minute you shut down is when things start to bubble up and things become over the top, like the smallest little thing um, can become something major because you're not talking about what the underlying issue is. And so just being open and communicating with each other is really, really important, really, really important.
1: So for me, I wanna speak uh, first directly to the men. With men, um, we have to get out of this idea that um, our leadership Um, Within the marriage Is like authoritative It's not Leadership is uh, something uh, That either the wife Or the husband can do At any given time It's about who's better suited In that moment The thing that we try to Always remember And keep at the forefront Is that we are on the same team And one thing I've always felt Is a peace in my home um, and that's what all I could ever ask for from uh, my wife is that when I come home, the world is already throwing a bunch of daggers at me. Like, can I come home to peace?
0: Guys, like this was a really good conversation. Like, I think that not only will people learn about your engagement, but I think there's so many other pieces you guys added to that I think are really helpful, like to myself as well, as well as other people who may hear this. Thank you once again to Levi and Diana Tucker for coming on to Industry Friends Love Stuff. Hey guys, Industry Friends is now on Instagram at Industry Friends. So after you rate the show, subscribe to the show, repost the show, review the show, and tell your friends about it, follow us on Instagram at Industry Friends. Industry Industry friends. friends.